I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm Brian Ackley. And we may have been off for a week, but this is still Life in the Rough, the podcast. Uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder, Brian. That's what I've heard. You know, I was missing you, Kev. I I, I was. Um, certainly um, things happen. Uh, Kevin was living back in the 1800s, did not have electricity, um, internet, or I, I suppose he had electricity. He was, it was candlelight maybe, but um, he had no internet or uh, or cable. So, you know, really, really. Yeah, no I, was, uh, I was frying eggs over an open flame. I was no, no electricity, nothing. I've, I've done that. Um, I've certainly cooked outside uh, in my tailgating days. Not that wasn't a Boy Scout activity. I quit long before that in the Boy Scouts. Yeah. No, I was I was not camping. Um, did have electricity. Did not have cable and internet for about eleven or twelve days. So That's- that was really really interesting. And you know the bitch of it too, Brian. So obviously this is happening because we moved into our new home. Very exciting. Very excited for us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, the problem too, where our house is, we're in kind of like in the middle of not the middle of nowhere, but we're kind of out in the sticks. Cell service here is terrible. So even like the hotspot hack hardly works. Like I was trying to work through a hotspot for work. If I had a video call, there was, you know, no bueno. I, I was, I was, I was going to Panera, Starbucks, anywhere with free Wi-Fi. Um, a lot of coffee the last week or two, just because I'm sitting in these coffee shops using their Wi-Fi. So um, it's nice to be finally uh, hooked up. Um, a lot of people are cutting the cord these days. I have been awaiting the cord and now I have it. So I feel yeah. good. I mean, I need I need a way to watch things. But yeah, we did cut the cord a while ago. We use Hulu. Um, a little uh, password sharing. Going Hulu? On. Do yeah. you have YouTube TV? No, Hulu has live sports. Have you not seen these commercials? I feel like now we need no. to be sponsored by Hulu. Yeah, that's their tagline. Hulu Tell has, me about it. I mean, it's just live television. It's You just open up the app and it says you could either like... It says like library and you can go to all their saved content or you could just hit live and then it you can go like channel by channel. Typically, I only watch like sports. So when I log in or when I open it up, it just suggests if golf's on, it'll suggest golf. If football's on, it'll suggest football. And like, so do you just get like all your normal channels? Pretty much. Yeah. You get the golf channel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like you get like it's it's the same thing as YouTube TV. Oh, oh, I didn't know that was an option. For, yeah. For comparison. Yep. Interesting. I am. So in the time that I had to wait. So what happened? Let me let me. We're going to talk about Kev for a little while here. I need to talk to you about this whole fiasco that happened. So um, we closed on our house last Tuesday. So almost two full weeks ago. Right. We didn't move in until Friday. And we had an appointment with our cable provider who also has, we had at our previous house, they have service here and they were supposed to come Friday evening between six and seven. Now, Brian, this cable provider, whoever lived here previously did not use them. And they were aware of that when they booked that appointment. So they were like, yeah, it's going to be a full hookup. They're going to have to run it from the street. There's probably about a hundred yards between my house and the street. So it's, it's a long, it's a long way anyway. So I'm like, I don't know if, like, there's no way this guy gets this all done Friday night. Um, it's like six o'clock. I don't, I haven't heard from them yet. It gets to be like 6.30. I'm like, are these guys even going to come? And like, I never hear from them. They never show up. 
I log in the next morning and they had moved my appointment, not to Saturday, like tomorrow, Saturday, a full eight days later, Saturday took it up. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am very, very upset. So in the week between when I'm like working through this hot spot, going to coffee shops or whatever, I start shopping around. I'm trying to see if I can find like internet anywhere else or whatever. I call another company and on their website, they, they advertise like three different plans. You can get like 250 megabytes per second, 500 or a thousand. So I'm like, okay, like that sounds pretty decent. Like I'll, I'll give them a call or whatever. I talk to the person and she's like, oh yeah, we could get you, uh, we can get you internet, but it's only going to be 20 megabytes per second. And I was like, your what? website it has like the hundred, hundred, like the 250, 500. She's like, yeah, that's the fiber optic. You're, you guys aren't uh, out where you are. That's not up to date yet. We only have copper there. So I was like, uh, okay. I'm like, so like, I'm like, so like I work from home. Like, is that going to be a problem? She's like, well, it, if you have a flexible employer, it will be fine. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to wait for Saturday. <laughs> Dang. That yeah. is. I'm like, where the fuck did I move? I didn't move that far away. Like, what is this place? But we're hooked up now, so I feel good. Had my red zone yesterday. Good to go. Red zone's great. Um, best. Like, who? I don't really watch football games other than, you know, Thursday, Monday, Sunday night or whatever. And some, like, I'll occasionally just throw the Patriots game on while I watch red zone on the TV. But, like, why would you want to watch football in any other way? Yeah, no, I agree. Once, once, once that door has been opened, it's it's tough to go back. If there's multiple games on, um, and because of gambling, because of fantasy, and because of things like that, um, you know, it's just definitely something that I I, I need to have in my face. You need when you think of it, like Sundays. There's the one o'clock games. There's always like eight games going on at one time. So you can either watch one of them or flip back and forth between two of them, or you can just have all eight of them being flipped back and forth between the big plays for you. Mm-hmm. Red, whoever invented Red Zone is I'd genius. Like to meet them and shake their hand. Yeah. You know what I was actually thinking about the other day? Mm. Who do you think? I know that this is probably like a long time away. I have no idea what the guy's contract looks like, but who do you think takes over for Scott Hansen? Uh, I don't, it, so I'm pretty sure he worked like works for the NFL network. So like, yeah. I'm sure oh, he's so on other like shows. A... So like, there's going to be like a, the, the next it guy that gets like high ratings and, and things like that. It's not, you know what I was thinking though? What's it that? really isn't that demanding of a job. I get it that he's doing oh, it for is... eight hours, but like there are a lot of times where they just turn to the next game and they'll show that game for like five minutes and then like they'll just cut to another like it's not always like hey we're going back to philadelphia where the eagles are about to go in but let's get the double box over here for the giants who are about to let up another touchdown like it's not always like that half the time it's just like the game's announcers talking to you you're like wait a second that's not scott talking and then you realize it's just like the local broadcast right maybe we should do it we could try. You think we could do a red zone for like golf? 
no, that's they, they already do that. I mean, they they already they just really show you the, the good shots. You, like, yeah, they're like, oh, let's go over to seventeen where, um, so and so is six over par, and you're like, oh, I bet this putt's about to go in. Uh, yeah. forty foot putt. Oh, and it goes in. No way. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess that's true. They really do just show you the highlights in golf but you know what while, while we're while we're talking about that we can kind of like start to creep up onto the Ryder cup here because i was talking to a couple of buddies the other day and i was saying one of my favorite things about watching the Ryder cup is that you do truly see every single shot so you like you see these guys making mistakes and you do realize that they are human like i can't tell you how many times like i didn't really get to watch that much of the of the coverage obviously with my cable situation um, but I can't tell you how many times I saw these guys like down in those collection areas and they didn't quite get it far enough and it rolled all the way back to their feet or yeah. they were in some thick rough and they chopped it out 75 yards or their green side in the rough and didn't like left it in a bunker, you know, like there was a lot of just mistakes being made mostly by the, the USA, obviously, but, um, I thought Friday, um, was more Europe went out and took it. I mean, they just uh, Fitzpatrick was like six under through six holes. Like Rom had a couple eagles, um, but the rest of the time, like it just they they didn't they, they didn't go out and get it like they like they needed to. It was basically done come Sunday, um, and it's unfortunate. Yeah. But the uh... it's crazy. You're right. It was come Sun like before everything started on Sunday, the Ryder Cup was over. But it was like on Sunday was the closest we possibly were. And it was like still a really like we were still holding on to that like little shred of hope kind of thing. I don't know how to really like verbalize what I'm trying to say, but you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was just I, I agree. I, I think you're right. I think it, like, listen, the Americans did not play well, but I think more than anything, the Europeans played really fucking good. Like they were they were there for it and they were ready to go. And the, the Americans just looked flat. I agree. I they they didn't want it, but it's also got to be tough. Like in that atmosphere, um, I, I mean, these guys were the the European crowd is relentless. Like it's got to be it's got to be tough. Um, go like I mean, the the chance on on players like how they 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 were all over Cantlay. They were it was it's they're a tough crowd, and you know it. Uh, I am anxious to see the chaos that ensues at uh, Beth page in 2025. That's for sure. Yeah. I was just going to say like, if we think, and that's, I think that's the theme, like the week following every Ryder cup is like, it's always talking about like the fans and how like unruly they were or whatever. And like, no matter what, like the European fans are going to be hardos for the Europeans and the U S are going to be hardos for the U S like, that's like the cool thing about this event is that, it's not like a, a Boston New York rivalry where like, you know, the New York people can get up to Boston for the game. The Boston people can go to New York for the game. It's like, you're going across the fucking pond. It's going to be 90% European fans over there. It's going to be 90% Americans over here. So it's really like a home crowd and you're, the fans are right on top of you, dude. Like there, there's a lot of times where you're just like five feet from the guy hitting his ball. So it's, it's just, it's gotta be so fucking tough. I don't know how the guys do it, but and I don't know. They, they were making a chant about Cantley's bank account when he was walking up one of the holes. Like it was wild. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, um, 
It's actually really funny too. So I've been hearing a lot of, uh, obviously, like I said, I didn't get to watch a ton of the Ryder cup. So a lot of the information I'm getting is from secondhand, like media, like podcasts, articles, that kind of shit. But what, what I'm hearing is like overwhelmingly like journalism really dropped the ball this weekend, just like false reporting on stuff. Like there was a lot of like inaccurate information that was going out. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like not being, have you heard drunk. about this? Well, I've, I've heard re- like, I've just seen it taking place. Like with um, the, the incident between Joey LaCava and Roy McRoy. And then apparently like first thing I hear Sunday morning when I'm getting ready for golf is that you know, they've they've made up, they're fine, they've squashed it, whatever, whatever. And then like after Rory's round, he's like, no, nah, that didn't take place. I don't know like what I never talked to him. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't reports that. I don't know what uh, how that benefits you as a reporter, just putting out bad information. Um but the other one, the one that got most of the headlines, or I, at least in the beginning of the tournament, and I had heard this, um, uh, a buddy of mine texted me, he's like, did you hear um, about Cantlay? So I, I uh, Google it, and it's like huge riff in U.S. locker room because of Patrick Cantlay demands to be paid for this. And I was like, these guys are all millionaires. I'm not saying he might not think that he should get paid for this or like he shouldn't have to pay for his mm-hmm. flight or his accommodations or, or what, what have you. Um, Which by the way, I would think that that stuff they don't have to pay for. Yeah. I have no idea. I, I have yeah. no idea any of yeah. the logistics, mm-hmm. um, but I know that there's no purse that they, they, they get paid for. Um, right. So to, to like, I just bought nothing about that story. Like I people just I feel like he's an easy target. Um he is an easy target. Um yeah. and they're like he's not wearing his hat to show it, like he never wears a hat first. Maybe of all. he doesn't like to wear a hat. Well, he wears those stupid Goldman Sachs hats, but like he's paid to wear that hat. Um yeah. it's it, <laughs> <Good> but <argument. laughs> like you've you've seen um other players do this in tournaments like if they have the option to wear shorts they'd wear shorts if they had the option like if it's not a sanctioned tournament they don't have to wear their logo so they're not wearing a hat like he's not the only person that has done this before and it like it has been documented it's just people went wild with this story and it like people were trying to die on on a hill for this they're like "Ah, we have confirmed with multiple sources on the united states team and you've got the captain being like that's ridiculous you've got um who he needs he needs to be a better captain zach johnson was ridiculous um but then you've got oh yeah we'll we'll get into that because i want to talk about the whole captain got uh um you know he comes off uh the course and he's like listen i mean you know it's unfortunate that uh these false rumors spread about me like it's just like and he's like by one well, specific person directly that Jamie Weir guy. Um, yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's Jamie Weir actually that dropped all of this false information. Like it's like he had like two or di- two or three different bits each day. Essentially, I, the thing with Patrick Cantlay is if he had that strong of a stance on it that he was like basically protesting. A, we would have heard about it way before like the first or second day of the actual Ryder Cup, and B, he probably just wouldn't have played. Right. 
it, you know what I mean? Like you can set, you can still like respect the integrity of the event itself, but also have be of the mindset of like, oh, I feel like we should be getting paid for this. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like you don't get paid to go play in the Olympics, but I'm pretty sure if you win a medal, you get compensated. Like, I think if you, I don't think Do it's a ton of money, but I think if you win like a gold medal, you get X amount of dollars or not, not from the Olympic committee, but I believe like the U S for example, I think like a U.S. athlete, if they get a gold, I think the, I don't know if it's the government or the U S yeah, Olympic committee yeah. or they get paid. Right. Um, yeah. So just a quick Google, um, search over here. It says the U S Olympic and Paralympic committee rewards its athletes, $37,500 for every gold medal, one twenty-two five hundred for uh, silver and 15,000 for bronze. Now, yeah. obviously on top of that, you're going to get endorsement deals and, and, and things like that, that are certainly going to help out financially in the wrong run. But um, now Wikipedia is saying more than a million dollars. Uh, but I'm not going to go down that. Those first numbers that you gave me, that sounds more in line with what it's I from cnbc.com as well. Yeah, that, uh, that's did come kind from of 2022. Um, so yeah, most yeah. recent Olympics, right? Um, I have one other thing I want to Google. Do you think anyone has ever um turned down uh, a Ryder Cup invitation? Do you know the answer? No, oh, um. I, I was just thinking like, like other than for maybe like health reasons or like, or like, you know, like if somebody's like family member died or like something like that, like, I don't think anybody would just be like, no, I don't want to go that I could think of, but that I would, my guess would be, all right. So let me, I don't think that anybody would do that Seven. or I wouldn't ever do that, but I think somebody like would probably have some sort of weird reason for not going. Sevi said no. Um, Turned out a there must have been some sort of Ryder Cup match at Belfort. Oh, the, the, I no, this was um to attend it. Sorry. Oh, not to play in it. Yeah, I mean, I would think like you hear all these guys say like, yeah, years they, ago maybe they didn't care. I I think now it's a it's a big thing. Like you can rep your own brand. Like you're not held back. Like there's twelve guys on your team. Like you can go out and at any point that you can like yeah. really steal the show. Um, yeah. And the Ryder cup started meeting a lot more. I want to say it was like the early eighties or so. So like, especially this generation that is playing now, like they grew up like always, like they always say, like they wanted to, they want to win a major and they want to be a part of like the Ryder cup team, you know, like those are like their two big things that they want to do for the most part, or like commonly that you hear. So I don't think too many people would really turn that down. Like I'm super like Jordan Spieth and Brooks Kepka, for example, like they both just had, like they have newborns at home. Any, like if, if one of them decided like, Hey, like I can't do it for whatever reason, I, I forget which one it was. I think it might've been Brooks. I think they had like, I think it was like a complicated birth or like their baby wasn't super healthy right away. Like that's justified for like not going. And he was there, you know, like those guys want to be there. And I think even Patrick Cantlay wants to be there. You, like, I if, honestly, like, I would have the same mindset. Like, I, I play golf for a living. I get paid to play golf. Like, I think we should get paid for this too. But you can still like respect the event itself. Um, and I think a lot of it came from it was Xander's dad who like made some sort of comment about them getting paid. And did you see the post Ryder Cup presser when they were like the whole team was up there and they were asking about all this stuff? I did not. Oh, so 
they're all sitting up there. Um, they're like, they're kind of messing around with Patrick, like asking him about like not wearing his hat or whatever. Um, and he like jokingly says the reporter, he's like, did you read that on Twitter? And like, and apparently he's getting married today too, which I didn't know. So they were asking like, Oh, did you not wear a hat? So you'd have a tan line or whatever. And somebody says something about Xander's dad. Um, he's like, well, Xander's dad said something about the money or whatever. And Xander literally leans over and grabs the microphone. He's like, um, I forget exactly what it is, but something is just like, don't take anything that my dad says into account or like something like that. Like, don't like blame us for something that my dad said or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, that, oh, but that's man. how the media, that's how the media works, dude. Like one, one little sound clip gets out or like one sentence goes out and it's like, they just couldn't, they twist it a bunch of different ways. And I, th- I feel like that's really what happened with the whole Patrick Cantlay situation. And granted, Joey didn't help it one bit. <laughs> No, I mean, he's a he's a fiery guy. That was I mean, that's honestly one I side with. Like once I saw the clip, I was like, oh, I, I side with Rory on that one because Joey was really just like, I mean, not, he, like, just get out of the way, dude. Come on. Yeah. Um. And like and he is a caddy at, at the end of the day. Like, right. It was like, and like Rory has a putt to like tie the match, essentially. Right. Like, is that what, what the situation like? He had to yeah. Granted, yeah. it wasn't like a six foot or anything. Right. Um, but listen, I, I'll also say, like, it, he's just throwing a little gamesmanship out there. Like, it's. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was a lot of gamesmanship out there, but like, um, you, you saw it all week. They, there was a guy who'd be farther away, and they'd be like, no, you're good. We're not going to let you put that. We're, we're not showing you the line uh yeah you're, you're good from par from there yeah i agree I, and, and i will say i think i still i side with rory and that what joe lacava did was wrong but i disagree with how much rory overreacted to it that there's makes, gotta you know? be so much more like the, the yeah, video like, of dude, him like, leaving the course like i've never seen rory late, like, like that dude yeah, like it, it was wild. Um, I'm I sure there will be more to come out. I, I will say, especially with all like the stories around there being like a riff in the locker room, I loved on Sunday how like half the guys came out wearing no hats. Like they, they were all doing the hat. Thing. I, I, I like to see that. I like to see like the teams, the teams come together, especially when everybody's saying like there's no team teamwork going on. Yeah, well, that's got to be really shitty. Patrick Canley did a pretty good fucking job in the Ryder Cup. And and then he's just sitting here getting shit on by the media. He's like, listen, first of all, riff in the locker room. Maybe there's a riff in the locker room. because Some guys didn't come to fucking play. And he probably I think Max scored the most points. I was actually trying to find a list of like who scored the most like everybody's record individually. But I think Patrick probably scored the most points behind Max. I could be wrong, but. Like. Nobody did shit. Um, yeah, no, collectively, um, they just didn't play well. So are we pointing the finger at um at, at Zach Johnson for no way he constructed I'm glad his you, team? I'm glad you brought that up. I so, feel like with the with the Ryder Cup, I feel like the captains get way too much attention. I feel um, like they're just used as like a focal point to like either blame or praise at the end of the day, like these guys are all like the best players in the world. Grant, I guess like his captain's picks. Yeah. Like they didn't perform. I mean, 
JT actually played well. Like a, a couple of the matches he lost were, I felt like more because of Jordan than JT. Sam Burns didn't play good, but he was like the one guy that like I think everybody was saying shouldn't have been there. Um, I mean, and it's, it's also hard to say if Keegan would have done better. You know, I mean, um, Ricky didn't win a match. Um, Jordan yeah. Spieth didn't win a match. Ricky um, only played two matches too. Like if you're gonna make it. I don't know. It's Scotty like, Sheffler didn't win a match. He 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 lost two and tied two. Same with Jordan Spieth. Um, Markow went one and three. Um, see, and, and that's the thing why I don't necessarily agree with like pointing the finger at Zach Johnson or like the captain's picks because even the guys that automatically qualified didn't perform. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, Scotty Victor- and Brooks got beat down nine and seven. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's terrible. <clears throat> it's not good. Um, no, I think it, Harmon, like, I guess he auto qualified. He had two um, points. He went two, two. Yeah, and like he did fine. Um, I got it all in front of me. Oh, you do. You have the record. Okay, so who? Um, Max was the best performer, yeah, right? For USA. Yeah, yeah. How the how the captains picks do? Just r- talk me through those. <clears throat> um, the captains picks for Team USA. Um, okay. Brian Harmon went two two and oh. He qualified. He auto qualified. Oh. Uh, Brooks kept uh, Brooks his, went his... one one and one. Okay. Justin Thomas went one two and one. Sam Burns mm-hmm. went one two and zero. Oh. Um. I thought Sam Burns looked like shit. Were Sh- Shoffley Morikawa were not captain's picks, right? Oh, Ricky Fowler, uh, 2 and 0. So, yeah, not great. No, but I mean, it, it just overall, like the the records aren't great, but like they were they were going up against buzz saws. So, like, it's just well, that was the thing too. Like, you, you know what I was in like the highlights I was watching and like the the little bits of time I was able to watch was. The year every time like a door was opening for the US, like oh, like the US is gonna win this hole for sure. Like they have like six feet for birdie, the other guy has like 40. They would pour in a 40-foot putt and they would end up having the hole, or like the US would miss a short one, or John Rahm would chip in five times in a single round. Like it, it was just like yeah. crazy shit like that was really happening on the European side, especially in the first day. And it just I feel like it just like took the wind right out of the US's sails. It, it watching on Friday, it kind of reminded me of um, the Open Championship. Rory goes out on Sunday, shoots like five under, and then but Cam Smith goes uh, out, shoots okay. like nine under, and you know just takes it from him. Which like yeah. it's not like he collapsed, but the other team, the other guy, went out and just did a whole lot more. Yeah, like you could really tell like Europe, like you could tell like they were up for the event like you like they were the team definitely seemed a bit more cohesive on the European side overall, but they were all just like really like fired up for the event. Granted, it was a home home game for them, so that might be a little bit different, but the US guys just seemed very like to themselves, like not so much like about the team, especially in that first day or two, like on the last day, because I think they realized they had to fucking come together if they really wanted to win this thing. They seemed a little bit more team oriented. But those first two days, I didn't really pick up on that. Ton. Yeah, it's kind of been the 
the history with the U.S. Ryder Cup, like that, 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 the, that's the been the big difference between the teams. Like Europe comes together and has this band of brothers for their country, um, and yeah. the U.S. has always just been like, "Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I just need to get what I need to get done, done." And uh, if if you're gonna be the my partner to help me get it done, all right, let's do it. But I don't, yeah. I will say, I, I think you were asking about Zach Johnson. I think that if there's one thing that I would have changed about how he, like, we're looking past, like, picking the team um, like that. Like, I wasn't super upset. The only thing I've said this before, you've said this before, like, the only thing I would do is I would switch Sam Burns and Keegan, which at the end of the day, like. U.S. would have murdered Europe if Keegan was on the team. It probably would have. Come on. Come on. I, mean, I was just going to say, it's like six in one hand, half dozen in the other. Like, what's the difference between those it, two at the end of the day? Huge swing. Huge, huge swing. Huge swing. swing. It's just, he would, he would have the, uh, he would come out there with the fire. He he wouldn't have let, he, he after day one, he'd be like, those rumors about Keith, uh, about Patrick Cantley are bullshit. And um, they're not fucking true. All right. So. Okay. So I'm glad he brought up the word fire. The one thing I would have changed about how Zach Johnson deployed his team, I would have sent JT and Jordan Spieth out first on Friday morning in the very first pairing. Because I think you need to have JT. Like, JT really is, like, I know he was a captain's pick, and I know it was a controversial pick for, like, half the world or whatever reason. But, like, he's the juice, man. Like, he's the guy that gets the team amped up. He has the fire. He he does the fist pumps. He he gets in people's – he hypes up the crowd. He does the hat tip. Like, we need that. Like, you need you need to get out to a hot start, whether you're winning or you're just getting energy out there. And the fact that those two guys didn't start in that first wave really surprised me. So I I, I get what you're saying. Um, I don't know the uh, the it was alternate base. shot, right? Mm-hmm. Was it alternate shot first thing Friday morning? Yeah, it was. Um, okay. Oh, I, I, so I don't really know the logic of where you're, where you're sending out the pairings, but I do have a question now that we are removed from the Ryder cup. We know how Justin Thomas performed. Was it the right pick? Um, I, I still think I, I like having him on the team from an energy perspective. I, I do think one of the matches, so they lost their match on Friday afternoon, if I remember correctly. And I remember of what I was able to watch, I was sitting there thinking like Jordan didn't finish like half the holes. Like yeah. JT was like, so like, it's not like, it's not like it was all singles matches and JT's like losing all these things. Like he doesn't, didn't really seem like he was getting a ton of help from Jordan, um, which puts like added downward pressure on your game on top of it being a Ryder cup. If your partner's not really doing any, like, driving it into the junk and like missing greens and like spraying the ball everywhere. Yeah. So I feel like he wasn't really helped out by having Jordan as a partner more than it's, it's, um, he was a bad pick. It's tough when your partner's not keeping the ball in play and he's no longer in the hole. I mean, John Rahm right. hits his ball in the goddamn water. You know what he does? Chips, <laughs> chips in green side for par. I mean, right. What, what do you think? Like same question to you. What do you think about that? Do you think he was a good pick? So, all in all, yeah. Um, yeah, he okay. didn't. If he went oh two and one, um, you know, it probably look a little bit different. Um, 
being able so, to get that that win, um, I, I think it helped. The, overall, no one did great, you know. Um, so I think it's I I think he did what he was brought there to do. Um, and it could have went better if his partner uh had stepped up a little bit but it's easy to say um it's a lot easy a lot so it's easy to execute yeah i think the thing with jt is he would have to be you would have to replace at least one other person and potentially two other people before replacing him for me like i would replace sam burns first of all and honestly it's a toss-up for me whether i would replace ricky or jt first on that team so, but yeah, I mean, I guess Ricky's form this year was was pretty solid, but like he just have you seen, he just doesn't really have like a great he just ties like every match apparently or loses. I, I never realized that before, but I was hearing some stuff about this. Uh, um, I yeah, you know, not not that dominant. It didn't seem like uh, yeah, just just not that dominant. Very underwhelming performance by the young man, um, Mister R- Richard Fowler. And- he's also just the opposite of um, like that energy I was talking about earlier that JT has like Ricky's just like cool customers, like kind of like very, yeah. Like, which is great if when you're playing four rounds of stroke play and you're trying to win majors or tournaments or whatever, like, I think that's a good mentality to have, but like in the Ryder cup, I think you need to, you need to get up for your team and you need to like get your team psyched up, which I, I don't know if like, Ricky necessarily does, but either way, what I'm getting at is I'd want to replace Sam Burns. So I would want to put Keegan there. And then like the other guys, Cam Young, Um, like who, who beyond Cam Young are you going to put in on that team? No. And I don't think there was anyone else outside of the guys you mentioned that would have been any further into consideration. Like we're not putting, what was the fucking guy's name who won back to back? Lucas Glover. Yeah. We're not putting Lucas Glover out there. Like, and you know, what's dumb. That might have worked. That's how golf is is dumb. Like it, he could have went out there and just. It might have been nice to have an older dude out there on the team, like a Justin Rose. Like Justin Rose had a great Ryder Cup. Like he, I don't know what his record was, but I feel like he he was making putts. He was there for the team. You know what I mean? Like I think you like you need some of that. But I also he was also on previous Ryder Cup teams, which I think has a larger impact than just being like an old head out there. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean. Rose went one, one and one, Um, but it was better than his record would indicate. I mean, he ran into an inspired Cantlay Sunday after help helping turn uh, the momentum Friday afternoon with back to back birdies to tie his match. So, I mean, that was definitely a solid finish to a match. Were you reading that or was that just a quote out of your own mouth? (laughs) Definitely read that. Um, (laughs) I also think in one of the I think the opening match, he was paired with uh, Nikolai Hogard. Um, which I think like, that's a great pairing. Am I wrong? Is that, um, no, it is a great pairing. Uh, you all know what they, the comment is under Justin Thomas, who went one, two and one, not one. Yeah. one. Um, yeah. After being a controversial captain's pick, Thomas didn't, didn't get hit. Thomas didn't get his only point until nearly a meaningless singles match with Sepp Straka. Hmm. Pretty fucking rude. <laughs> that is pretty fucking rude. Um, but I just think something like like a guy like Nikolai Hogard, fucking, I don't know how old he is, but he's very young. Him and him and Ludwig, two two young bucks out there, and you, you pair him up with the old guys, get him comfortable, and allow them to try to be successful. 
But um, the shocking thing to me that I keep seeing is that this ties like the closest Ryder Cup in the last 10 years or something like that. Like it was like a five point differential. Um, yeah. Like they're I mean, never that close. It, <clears throat> no. And I, I, I think that there's too much of like the home team advantage. I feel like it's too much. Like when they're talking about, well, they really just changed this golf course up. So it plays better to the Europeans style of game. And the reason I mentioned this is because my buddy art had sent me a text. He's like, dude, I'm betting that there will be a hole in one. It's definitely going to happen. I was like, Oh, I haven't looked into the course. This was before, before there was uh, a few close ones, by the way. So, well, yeah. Um, but uh, I was like, oh, plus 400. I was like, sure, I'll join that with you. Um, it's only money. So I'm listening on Friday and they're or Thursday. They're talking about coverage of the course. And they're like, you know, with all these really long par threes, they've made this course very difficult for the U.S. And I, I, I started laughing because. I texted our before when he said he liked the hole in one bet. I was like, oh, yeah, a lot of short par threes. He was like, you know it. And I, so he lied to me. Um, but whatever. There was I said one. It, it, yeah, there was one. Um, so it was fun to ride that bet um, that never really had a shot. And they're trying to dupe people. So the, all this coverage about Victor Hovland getting a hole in one on a par four. What's yeah. not being talked about is that wasn't his first shot on that hole. It was his second ball. Did, didn't he put his first one in the water? He put his first ball in the rough. They hit multiple tee shots. Oh, in practice was, but, oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. His first shot, he hit it into the rough. Like they 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 tee off multiple balls. So they have I different... thought he like put it OB or in the water or something and had to re-tee and then hold it. Oh, no, no. He just hit oh. again. So they'll typically hit a few balls and then play them. So like they have a good idea as to different locations on the golf course. Oh, okay. So, um, I, so, but you would have found this nowhere unless you searched for it. I heard it on a podcast and my buddy, and then when I Googled it, the, I mean, Google brought me right to it. It was like, what the media isn't showing you is that it wasn't yeah. his first shot. And I, Hey, it's still really cool. But all weekend, they're talking on the broadcast, and they're like, well, and Victor Hovland's hole-in-one on this par four earlier this week. Let's show it to you now. And it's like, all right. That's a home want, crowd. Do you want to show his uh, his, his first shot? Um, so little, little, little behind the scenes there. But it was um, – so that wasn't too fun of a bet. But, yeah, I, I just feel like the tricking out the course – it is just a little bit much. So, so now what? Beth Page, we're gonna take out all, uh, take out all of the uh, emphasis on driving accuracy, and we're just gonna have three foot. It's just gonna be a U.S. Open, and you're gonna be like, all right, Brooks, go to town. The thing is with Beth Page, based off everything they've been saying about Marco Simone, that favored the Europeans. It's a long, narrow fairway course that you're going to have a lot more mid to long irons in which favor the Europeans. Yeah, but they can play you different could... tee boxes. Like be, they they could play like the white tees. Like 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's. I mean, you can set it up. However, I mean, I do agree with what you're what well, you said. At the beginning that's of the, the big difference. Like they they made it so they were playing tees so that these guys their second shots were going to be in that 180 to 200 yard distance, whereas you could set up the course so it would be 150 yeah. to 175. <laughs> like you could cut off 20 yard, 30 yards per tee box. That I or yeah, you just use different tee boxes. And yeah. they will be designing all of these probably. So like, I, How I don't know. How big I, of a difference really is there between a European player and a American player at the 175 to 195 yard mark? Like I would like to see like the shots gain difference on so that. Is it really here's, here's where it come. Here's where it would all boil down to singles on Sunday, because you can't hide the Nikolai Hoygaard's out there you can't hide Sep Straka like and this is why like because when you look at the U.S. team pretty much every name on that roster you're like all right that guy could get it done there are always going to be guys and it is because people are just less familiar with Europeans that are like who who is this guy I mean realistically Matt Fitzpatrick only went one and two um and he's one of their best players um Bobby Mack did well. I think he very went, well. Like, two and one, maybe. Uh, Bobby Mack was or two zero and one. Rory went four and one, which was yeah. Rory, I think, was their top point getter. Yeah, he looked like he was out for blood this week. What am I missing? Um, I, I do. Um, while you're looking for that, I do agree with what you're saying about. I really feel like the Ryder Cup needs to be at some sort of like Two neutral. He didn't lose a match. Two zero and one. Yeah, yeah, and like he he was putting his fucking dick off. I will I will give him that. But he he was someone that I think I texted a couple of my buddies uh, on Friday when it showed him getting introduced uh, like on the first tee, and I was like. Bobby Mack just like looks like some guy that like the twelfth guy on Europe didn't show up and they had to go pull somebody out of the crowd. He just looks like the most normal looking <laughs> European guy. Like, and then he just played his dick off. He played great. Yeah. Um, which simple Scotland look. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but going back to your your original point about like the the home field advantage here, I, I do agree with you on that, and I really feel. Um, one of my buddies actually mentioned this on maybe Saturday and I was like, I'm not really sure how I feel about it, but the more I've thought about it, I really do feel like you get too much of an advantage. And I think it should be more of like a neutral site type tournament, like set up by a third, maybe not set up by a third party, but, or I mean, if possible, some sort of third party, like have it be in a neutral site, like not a, not a total home and home type situation, because for this to tie like the closest Ryder cup of the last, whatever many years it is, and still be like a, like we were never even in this thing. No. And that was the thing. Like they played all right on Saturday and Sunday. Like we, it was pretty even Saturday and Sunday, but mm. they smoked us on Friday and we were so far behind the eight ball. Like it, instead of it being six and a half to one and a half, if it was five to three us would have won. Yeah. And golf is such a momentum sport too. Like if you're like, right, even well, like I, in an individual's game, like you're, if you're like, if you're playing well, like 
if you ask somebody like, oh, how's, how's your golf been? Like, like, oh, I've been playing, playing really well the last three or four weeks, or I've been playing like shit the last two, three weeks. You know what I mean? Like, it just like, it comes in spurts. So like, if you're like, if you have momentum going one way, like that's how it's going to be usually. Yeah, it sucks. I've been playing like shit the last two weeks and I've got after my next round, I have one more round to try to get under a 10.0 for my handicap. Um, Before the score comes off? uh, No, this my next score won't count. But then my score after that is a 78. So like I've got to really fucking ball out as I'm replacing that one. Uh, my last two rounds have been an 87 and an 86 or an 88. No, 88 and an 87. They're trash. I just mm. yesterday I had um 13 bogeys. No, I had. Yeah, I had 13 bogeys and so a, frustrating and then a double um, and then four pars. It was so See, annoying. It was so annoying. I, normally, if you have a round that's like all pars and bogeys and one double, you're like, oh, yeah, I played pretty well. <laughs> you're like, oh, no, I actually had a, I had 13 bogeys instead of 13 pars. So never mind. Fuck right. Me. And the round before that, I, and don't get me wrong, both these times, like it was so wet yesterday, Kev. I've never played in conditions where they've said it's lift clean in place everywhere. Even in the rough, it was lift clean in place. Wow. Yeah, oh, I've no never carts, heard of that. No carts were allowed on the court. Like it was, we got so much rain here recently. Um, yeah, it was same here. I, I was like, this is this is wild, but I'm I, were the actually, cups like filled with water at any time? The cups weren't, no. Uh the yeah. bunkers were unbelievably and <clears throat> like just in the like the ground was so wet. Like you'd see like the grass, it, like it looked like it was a mound, but then you'd step on it and it would just go right to the ground. Like it was an air bubble yeah. under the grass. Like it was, Ugh. it was crazy how wet it was. Just the water coming. Up. Like I was in standing water so often it, it, it sucked. Um, but so the last two times I played really shitty conditions. Um, and it is what it is. Uh, I feel like I'm hitting my irons. Well, um, like good, um, accuracy with them. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just, I can't, Zero confidence with my driver. It's unbelievable. Um, well, that's not good. No, it makes no sense. And we're playing TPC on Wednesday, so really need need that to show up. So uh, who uh, who are you getting out on TPC with? Man, it's a it's a it's a whole group of people. Um, I I think I am. I, I you know I just got the last minute invite. Uh, a guy that I've done some work with. Um, yeah, and I think I'm one of like eight people going out. Um, oh, so dope. I think it's two foursomes. Um, so you don't really know the guys for the most part. I know Mike Price will be in the group, and oh, okay, Jack will be in the group. Cool. Um, a, a, other than that, um, no. Um, but I'm sure it'll be a good time as long as it's nothing, nothing crazy. Um, I'm sure. How's your weather looking? It it's going to be like a high of 82, um, which is pretty pretty good for October. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited about that. But I need to I need to get dialed in. And unfortunately, TPC River Highlands is a difficult course to get dialed in on. Um, um I think TPC I well, I'm just saying I like mean, I like in, in general. How low are we expecting to go? Like I'm not going there tomorrow being like, yeah, I could probably do five over. I 
I'll probably shoot it. Yeah. I, I guess what I was going to say is, uh, of courses that I've played, which are only two inclusive of TPC that like the tour goes to, it I, it's a far easier course than Beth Page Black, obviously, but it's yes. not like super duper long. Like it's it's somewhat of a manageable course, but I think the yeah. greens are really tricky if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's not really. The, I mean, it can be the length depending on the tees, but um it's just yeah the greens are huge they're super undulated like it's it, you can lose a lot of strokes on the greens where like you know courses we play from time to time you like i get on this green you're like man there's no way i'm three putting this like this is yeah but this first like i man it's a 30 foot putt i don't know if i'm making it but we'll put this one close and then we'll just go tap it in uh if Buddy, yes you're gonna do great you're gonna do great it's gonna be fun either way um yeah oh man i wish i could play that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. Um, other than that, I don't have. I do. We we do have the Curry Classic in two weeks, Kev. So we need you getting mm-hmm. dialed in for that. Yeah, I was just going to say. So I um, I didn't play this weekend or the weekend prior. I played the weekend before that, and I actually I should be able to get out for at least one round this weekend. Julia's working and I, I don't, as long as I get my chores done, I'll be able to, you know what I'll maybe try to do is try to get out like Sunday morning before football. Um, there's a course like 10 minutes down the road from my house here. So I'll, I'll probably go play over there, but That's I need, I need to get out there. I need to swing a club. I haven't swung a club in a while. And it's the most annoying thing about that is I know I was talking to you about this a couple of weeks ago. I feel like I finally kind of like, I hadn't been playing well, but I feel like I finally found like a, a feel, so to speak, mm-hmm. that was working for me. I was feeling pretty solid about my game. So I hope I still have that, but we'll see. Um, I might try to get to the range at some point. Maybe I'll try to go like tomorrow morning or Wednesday morning before work and hit some balls. Um, but I'll be dialed for the Curry Classic. Don't you worry about that. It's 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 you, me, Jack, Nelly. and who? Nelly. And Nelly. Yeah. Oh, we got some distance out here then. Yeah, it's honestly just work it. I mean, practice your driver um and then just practice your flop shots. Wedges. Yeah, we're just, we're going to be so close to ever like I'm probably not even going to bring any irons. I I'll probably just bring like one of those speed golf bags. I'll just bring a, a driver and a and a couple wedges and a putter. I was going to say, like, I'm not as long as Nelly or Jack. Like, I like w- let those two tee off first. And then, depending on how they do, we'll just, all right, we'll meet you up there. We'll oh. ride together. Y- yeah. I mean, there, if I don't have to tee off, that's fine. I just but, scrambles. It's just tough to get, it's tough to get loose, but that's, that's, you know, just, yeah. But we know the course. Yeah. I wonder what hole we're going to start on. Oh, no. I'm petitioning for number one. Uh, and not a par three. Um, they're, that's what they're going to try to do to us. They 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 know the threat is coming. So we didn't par- start on a par three. Last, we started on that fucking short par four last year. Do you remember? That's like uh, right after the par three. Oh, we finished on a par three. We finished on a par three. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I forget what hole. I'm down to start on. One is actually a great starting hole there. It's like a shorter par four. That was the one that John holed out on from the fairway. Do you oh, remember that okay. last year? I uh, don't remember the course from my life. Oh, really? I mean, I'm sure I'll remember. I don't know why I'm surprised there. by that. We have this conversation like yeah. every fucking time we talk. But I mean, I recognize the parking. Like, if you just showed me, 
a a picture of like where the clubhouse is. Like I'd be a lot better like that with golf courses. And then we could start. Like if you were like, this is what the clubhouse looks like. I'd be like, oh, all right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So like direction, like if you were on a road, you could get yourself home, but you wouldn't be able if if I was on the road and called you, you wouldn't be able to tell me what streets to take to get home kind of situation. If you were in my area, I could. But if you were in like Hartford, I'd be like, nah, bro, you need to hang up right now and open your maps application. Yeah. Open your maps and not your windows, bro. That's- yeah, that, yeah, lock those. <laughs> um, um, I wanted to ask you really quick back to the back to the Ryder Cup. Um the aside from the setup being in favor of the Europeans, what did you think of the course itself? I, I thought it was just, I feel like they probably have better options. I, I like Europe's a pretty big place. I feel like they could have had a, a cooler course. Um, I mean, oh, really? You, you I thought could, it was an awesome course. You could just see in the background, like cars just parked on the hill. Like what, like they're just, waiting for cattle or something or maybe they don't have parking lots i i don't know i i it Uh, just i don't know i i loved like the they're like the long par fours there was the cool like short drivable par fours like i i kind of like liked the different like every tee shot seemed like it really made you think i thought it was a really good like match play golf course yeah i don't think it i don't think it wasn't it just didn't the parking lot situation really upset you, apparently. I just I've seen cars in the <laughs> background. I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at here? Like that man. when you said that, I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about here? I'm asking you about the golf course. You're telling me about all these Volvos and sobs in the background. Yeah, it just I you know, some camera angles. Um, it did seem like those people have a lot of trekking to do um around that golf course, the the um the fans and the patrons. But it's got to be convenient to only have to worry about things go- like taking place on four holes. Like you, you'd be like, oh, I'm going to go get a snack, mate. And you'd be like, that's fine. We'll just wait for the next group to come through. But like, yeah, don't wait too long because then you'll be on a hole that no one's coming back to um, for like eight hours. Yeah. So it's actually I think you and I have had this conversation before because obviously we're we're planning to go in 2025. Yep. Um, and I'm trying to decide like, what's the best day to go. And I really think like Saturday is the best day to go. Cause you have like the two different waves and there's less people out there. So there's less area to cover and you can like watch a lot more, but I feel like Sunday singles is best to watch at home on TV. No matter what, it's better to watch at home on TV. They just oh, make the yeah. viewing way too great. Yeah. Um, but my concern with why i completely agree with you though um my concern would would be on the days where like wouldn't it be more congested that makes it more difficult to see what's going on oh maybe if you don't have people spread out on 12 different holes of the golf course and they're only spread out on four holes of the golf course one Mm. would think um it would then be more crowded in those areas now it would still be like electric. Like I, the the way Europeans can just come together and create these chants. Like we we're so disorganized. Like if we made it a TikTok, uh, we would crush it. Like it, we need to get a bunch of kids 
on the grounds next year and or uh, in 2025. Uh, they will outdo the Europeans with their TikTok. Whoa. Jackson Mahomes. Here we're gonna get this set up. So we're gonna get Jackson Mahomes, and he's gonna corral all his followers, and they're going to just attack on social media all the people on Team Europe, and they'll just be too distracted. I'm all for going against Team Europe, but I, I'd rather side with Team Europe than associate with Jackson Mahomes, I think. Yeah, so. it's a tough one there. I, <laughs> but I, I do. I think you're right. I think we need like like the month leading up to the Ryder Cup. There needs to be some sort of like social media priming for the fans. So like we learn different like cheers and, and, and stuff like that. I think that's a really good idea. Um, I'm really excited for the Beth Page match play i i feel like we really need to try to uh, i was gonna say we need to try to turn that into some sort of like weekend golf trip where you go to that and play golf but it's got to be the hardest thing in the world to get a tea time in that area during that weekend yeah we wouldn't be able to do it in that area it would be one of those things where like if we were able to block out the weekend we'd we'd play somewhere probably that was a hundred miles in another direction um yeah near probably near jack yeah, but there's good there's or there's between good, me and Jack. There's good golf uh good golf all around. You know what we could do? Play Shenny. Take the ferry. Go to Bethpage. Now we're talking. Or that. or Newport National Ferry. All right. well, we have we have plenty of time. That's to a lot up. longer of a trip. Just keep. Oh that no! In mind. Well, I mean, I'm I'm thinking like it's not like we're gonna play golf and then take the ferry over the same day and then go to the event the same day. I'm more thinking like the day before, or the day after, like whatever day we go, we're either gonna play golf the day before or the day after because like actually going is a full day thing. We should probably play golf the day before because we're probably gonna be so tired the day after. Oh yeah, we'll figure it out. We have we have time. A, a little bit a little less than two years but we'll get on it yeah um sweet man um you got golf coming up this weekend or i guess you're playing tpc wednesday but like over the weekend you're gonna play or no i i don't know if i i have nothing planned as of right now uh, this weekend might be a good weekend to get some stuff down around done around the house we kind of lost a whole week last week it felt like with all the rain we got couldn't really get mm-hmm. anything done outside all my wood is stacked um so that that nice. is I am ahead of the game there, but um, definitely got a lot to still do. Got to split wood for next year. Um, those leaves are already starting to fall. The leaves are changing. Where do you get all your wood? Um, so I have, you know, I um, your property I, or no? I scour uh, different areas. It, so some of the wood um I have has come from my property. Some of the wood um the wood that I have stacked up right now um that needs to be split. I got that from my neighbors. They had a couple big white oaks taken down earlier this year. And um, the guy was, I was like, I walked out there and, you know, not minding my own business. I was like, Oh, what are you guys doing with all this wood? And it was, it's a lot of wood. And he's like, I got to bring a fucking dump truck in here later, haul this shit out. And I was like, you know, I could, uh, I could cut that. And he looked at me cause he knows that like, I can't cut that. Like my dad's going to have to use, one of his like 50 inch 
saws to like cut yeah. this into rounds so I could split it. Like I, yeah. my chainsaw would not be able to cut through any of these. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've got the, got a lot to do. Nice. Well, I wish you uh, good luck and productivity. I'll probably try to have somewhat of a productive weekend as well as uh, in addition to playing some golf, which I consider also to be productive. All right, buddy. Well, for we'll the get... good of the brand. Absolutely. We'll get back at it. Sweet. Well, it's Whoa. been good to connect with you again, Brian. It's been far too long. Uh, sorry again for the week hiatus, but uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. I'm Kevin O'Coy. And I'm Brian Ackley. Appreciate you tuning in. This has been Life in the Rough, the podcast. We promise we'll catch you next week. See you. Peace.